Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I am one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I've got my co-host, James. Hey! And today we are joined by special guest, Lucas, from Germany. Hey, hey, as my most favorite character in this series likes to say. <laughs> and which, which character is that? Hmm, I wonder, I wonder, maybe through the memes you uh, might have seen her, Ai Hayasaka. Mm. Yes, another Hayasaka stan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that in this volume we got to see a bit of her in action. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like the previous volume, volume 3, she had a bit of a... Like, that was where she got, like, I guess a significant role for the first time. Mm-hmm. But she, she, she kept having some, some interesting stuff in this volume as well. Uh, anyway, uh, the three of us, me, my co-host, and our guest are going to discuss this volume. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the characters one by one, then the romance aspect of the volume, and finally the... No, actually, first, <laughs> after the characters, we're going to talk about the comedy aspect of the volume, and then we're going to talk about the romance aspect of the volume. So... Uh, without further ado, let's talk a bit about Kaguya Shinomiya. She actually, I feel like, other than the first volume, I didn't take like too much notes on her, or at least like for the volume oh, two and really? three. Oh, uh, really? But for, yeah, okay, like, that, for volume that's two and three, really. I, it is. It is. Uh, like so, for the first one, I did take a lot of notes. Second and third, not so much. Oh, 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 oh! I'm sorry. I thought you meant for this one, you didn't take too oh. many notes. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, that, yeah, yeah. That the... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, then I'm not surprised. Okay, yeah, because this yeah, I'm volume, sorry. There's right. some good stuff on her. Yeah. Yeah, this volume specifically, I, I ended up taking so many, so many notes uh, <laughs> on Dude, her. Me too. Uh, <laughs> so first things first, I guess the first thing I wanted to touch on is just how how prepared she was like throughout this volume on so many mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. of her battles and stuff with Miyuki in the first and the second chapter both of those she was prepared because of like thanks to having read something in advance you know Mm -hmm. Uh, she had read the psychological test book and she had read the the love bible in the second chapter like and thanks (laughs) to having read those things she knew like she she had enough her hand for at least for a while you know Mm -hmm. and and even with the the phone battery later in the volume, well, yeah, uh, that, 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 was, <laughs> wow. that was absurd. That was absurd, right? <laughs> but yeah, I just love how how on top of it uh, Kaguya was in this volume. Yeah, and it's it, it's just like so so out of nowhere, and it's not really talked about. It's just it happens. It's right. It, it, it's it's so insane when when Kaguya just comes down, opens a whole smartphone, and just replaces the battery <laughs> like it's nothing. In less than one minute, yes, right. yeah. like you know, I mean, NASCAR tire changers better watch themselves. Like Kaguya's coming, like man. Um, I I totally agree with you in that she was incredibly incredibly prepared throughout the whole volume. But, well, right. for the most part, I mean, for the uh, most part, yeah. But you could see that she had all these plans and expected Miyuki to do certain things, but. I feel like it all always blew up in her face, um, in in each in each situation, yeah. and, and 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 not to say it ended badly each time because you know it's it's a rom com. Of course, it's gonna have some sort of nice ending, but <laughs> especially the chapters, like the first few chapters, where you know the like the one where uh, she predicts that Miyuki's gonna start acting aloof or you know to give her the cold sh- shoulder, and th- and she's successful in that, but does she really want that? And and so I feel that, that kind of blows up in her face. And then the fir- very first chapter where she, oh man, if oh yeah, I forgot to turn my flashlight on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I was like, why is this so hard to see? I don't understand. Uh, no, when 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 she basically when she predicts that 
uh, Cheek is going to look through the the book on psychology, it, right. you know, that, that kind of blows up in her face as well because, you know, she she's a little starter, st- startled in um, some, some of the things that um, they find out, but also uh, that Chica is the ultimate unpredictable factor in that, okay, you know what, I'm going to look up something online, you know, something right. that she couldn't have predicted. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I obviously Chica is, is a force to be reckoned with, but it, it's also the fact that, or it, it's just interesting to me, she, she spends so much time to prepare, and yet in some way it, it always it kind of always blows up in her face. And maybe that's what makes it so interesting. What, what I think, especially with Kaguya, is, um, well, it, it goes for both, for Shugana and for uh, Kaguya, is the more elaborate and the more, like, thought out and, like, more deep and, and like, I'm replacing a battery in a smartphone, uh, their planes are, the more likely they are to fail. And we see more and more, especially here in this volume, I think that um, the plans that are more true to the heart or, like, the little situation where it's, like, where there is like no big plan behind them. Uh, we especially see that with the cake scene in later chapters, mm-hmm. where there's ah. no big plan just by acting more to a true feeling. Uh, they actually achieve way more than they do with their elaborate brands, uh, plans, which of course is for the viewer, for the reader, it's pretty obvious. I mean, the whole mm. manga is still about like those two basically idiots that are too smart for, uh, to mm-hmm. be good for themselves, uh, <laughs> trying to get together. And then yet they have those little moments where it's just... You could almost say normal love, where they're both shy and only make each other compliments and stand there and get far, uh, further than they do basically in the whole other volume. It's it's insane when you see all those plans. And especially, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the more elaborate they are, the, the more they fail. We see in the beginning with the um, uh, with the little game, um, they play about the uh, question and answers in the Romans book. Mm-hmm. Um, that oh, fails yeah. with, 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 with total loss for Kaguya when she sees... Uh, that the flower question, which they, uh, which she and uh, Shiogana both answered overwhelmingly positively, mm-hmm. uh, gave herself a, a corp. Um, but later, when she does the whole um, battery replacement, we see her getting splashed by water from uh, Miyuki, and this more elaborate, more thought-out plan got trashed even harder in that sense. So it's totally. nice to see that like th- those ways just fail in this uh, manga and well fail in sometimes hilarious ways to be honest true uh one way that it failed like in a like not hilarious way but in a i I guess an interesting way um was i think it was the second chapter where uh kaguya had read the the quote-unquote love bible magazine Mm -hmm. um like in advance and she you know when miyuki was trying to give her the cold shoulder but he was aware of that the whole time and all and all that and after he tells her that he hates her, or, you know, he, he said it, he didn't even say that badly. He said, like, when you act that way, I hate, or like, whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, right, I think right. it was something along the lines like, of, uh, I, I hate when you're so mean to uh, Ishigami or something Right. Like that. Yeah, something along those lines. And even though she was aware of it, she, she knew it was coming, kind of, you know, she kind of wanted him to do it. She got incredibly insecure right there for a moment, mm-hmm. and she even I think I think this might have been the first time that we see her being so like seriously conscious about like the I guess quote unquote uglier side of her personality, mm. which I thought was interesting to see her be like aware of that to that extent. Yeah, I I agree. A- as we go along with 
these volumes, we start to see more of her insecurities. And I think I said this last time too, but yeah. even now, even now we're seeing these, you know, little insecurities. In, in this case, it's, you know, her personality is not something that people really like. And if Miyuki, the person that she has feelings for, kind of shows signs of not liking that, then, yeah. you know, that's obviously going to be, um, well, it, it became kind of heartbreaking to her and something that she focused on. Um, mm. And, you know, there's there's other insecurities that I think we'll, I'll, we'll bring up later on. But I wanted I wanted to mention real quick um, bo- bo- something that you both kind of touched on, and it's a sentence in in that chapter with um, you know, uh, Miyuki acting aloof. It's the very very last page of that, and the narrator says, "Perhaps it's time to stop calling this a battle between two geniuses." And I, <laughs> and I think I think that's true because yes, totally. yes, yes. I think for two for two reasons. One, you know, there it's kind of their pride that are basically calling themselves genius. Um, when in when in reality, I mean, they are they're very very smart people. Don't get me wrong, but when it comes to things of of love and um, romance, they're they're babies. Like they don't they don't understand yeah. anything, or not very much. <laughs> and it goes into my second point in that trying to predict or understand love is is not something that maybe can be solved with logic or schemes or whatnot you know what i mean um, totally so anyway that's that's the feeling i i get with the these few chapters in kaguya in that she tries to understand it or tries to not understand it or yeah maybe maybe understand is the right word she's trying to understand her feelings and get miyuki to confess but potentially that maybe that's that's the wrong way of going about it yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, they're, they're really geniuses. I mean, I, can, I can't call someone who can, again, disassemble a whole smartphone. I can't call a person <laughs> like that. Uh, not, a, not something else, but a genius. But the weird <laughs> thing is, especially as CBC with the first chapter, um, this, gris, this love gris that they have there, and when they both answer the flowers again in the end, uh, uh, Miyuki says he would, uh, basically the question was, um, there's a field of flowers and you can pick as many as you want for free, no cost, just pick them. And mm-hmm. uh, Kaguya picks up uh, picks up like uh, a bunch of flowers so it's enough to give to someone. And Miyuki says like, I'm, I'm picking as much as I can, I'm loading up a full truck, give me that shit, I don't know, I'll, I'll sell it, whatever, I'll just pick every flower that's on there. And uh, before Chika or Miku uh, can um, see what uh, the question was about, Kaguya reads that it's the amount uh, of love you have for your crush. And mm-hmm. as she shyly closed the laptop and shies uh, Chika away, it also gives you the answer that she knows it's her. Like, she wouldn't be, like, ashamed by the tall answer that if it's if it wouldn't, she also be sure that this is the love uh, Miyuki has for her. So right. I think that they're both smart enough to really know this girl is into me, but still I'm too shy or too proudful to do anything about it. Like, it, it, it's uh-huh. not really, you, you can see in both of them that they are aware that there is something going on there. But both just are too stubborn about their own pride or I would rather not, not even say pride, but maybe they just think uh, too much about it. They have to uh, think about so much stuff in their whole mm-hmm. life from day to day basis that thinking about something that is so complicated but can be so simple like love that it's just not easy for do for them to do the easy way. That would be just, well, uh, 
saying to each other that they love them. But well, here we are. That is hard, though. That is so hard. That it, is it, super yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, it's that is hard. It's always easy to say that, 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 that's the easy route out. But what, what this manga True. really does is show you that it's not easy. Like, it, it's just a simple <laughs> question, but it can be fucking difficult. T- totally. Totally. But yeah, I, I do agree that they are they are overthinking it, and very much so. That's I guess that's the whole point of it is that they're mm-hmm. overthinking it. Uh-huh. Uh One one thing I think we saw may have seen unless I missed it in the previous volume, uh, for the first time from Kaguya. This volume was her making a joke. Oh When yes. she said uh, to I, she said to I, you can walk home by yourself in the rain when you know when she wanted to mm-hmm. drive drive home with, with Miyuki. Uh, and and it doesn't it didn't sound like a joke at all at first because it is totally something that Kaguya would say. It, it is it has that same kind of Kaguya Shinomiya coldness to it. But then of course she she said afterward that she was joking. Uh, but I I I thought that was funny to see her to see her actually make a joke because I I wasn't expecting that. I think it's funny how, because I see it a bit differently. I, I thought like uh, from the dynamic that I thought about uh, and that you especially see here uh, between Kaguya and Ai Hayasaka that mm. like both are a bit aware that it's a joke. It's just like the way they interact with each other because what you see is that from the outside at least what we see is that uh, their interaction is pretty well non-existent or pretty just well being polite to each other, but then you, you have stuff like those little scenes where where, where it seems like yeah, they're, they're just like poking at each other and they just like to get on each other's right. nerves a bit like <laughs> almost like sisters in, in, in kind of a weird exactly. way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's also nice to see that way that like it's, it's one of the uh, one of the first or not, if not the first joke that Kaguya made in the series that that might be right. I I, I didn't even right. think I about think that. Think so, right? It, 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 it at least I. I it's it felt like that when I when I read that part in the in this volume, and I I couldn't recall any previous jokes like that uh, by her. So so yeah, I thought that was interesting. And and for, for the first for her first joke in the series to be with with Hayasaka makes perfect sense, I think, because they yeah obviously right. they've known each other for for ten years and they really they have like somewhat of a sister dynamic. So yeah yeah, I and and I feel like I mean Hayasaka is maybe a little different. Uh, just because of her unique situation and and how she has those different personalities, but it's 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 telling that Kaguya, if this is the first joke, which I, I think you're right, it's telling mm-hmm. that Kaguya does it with Hayasaka because she feels she she's more comfortable around her um, than probably any other person um, yeah. in, in the manga as as. As far as I can tell, Chica's there, yeah, but you know, even then, I I don't think she would be on necessarily joking basis with with her, or or maybe even feels like she should joke around her, you know, maybe because she has to put up the uh, certain air. Right, and her. I feel with with Chica, Kaguya has this sort of somewhat like uh, I mean, it goes kind of up and down. Sometimes she can be incredibly <laughs> like you right. know, wish death upon her almost. It's like. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's like you, you give you give Chica a choke, and it's like a grenade just waiting to explode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess let's let's talk about that real quick. In that, uh-huh. I feel in in this chapter again, we see her insecurities in relation to Chica, and not just yes. you know how big boobs she has or anything like that, uh, but it, it's kind of her 
her personality that's easy for people to get along with and her her family and her ability at least in in Kaguya's mind to make friends yeah and that's something that Kaguya wants I, as we see through this chapter she wants a family she wants that that family love that she believes other people have like the Shirogane family or Chika's family yeah it, it's envy pretty much downright yeah. just envious of her yeah. it's totally yeah. and, and you know she wants she wants to have or I mean I don't know if it's right to say she wants to have the same personality but she understands that Chika's personality might be something that she believes is more or it is more inviting to other people than her own and maybe she, she obviously has obviously has those self-conscious uh, feelings towards her ice princess uh, personality but um, yeah so but then at the same time when Chica invites her to go shopping with them you know she does a 180 uh, which is one of the best 180s I've ever seen <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely and just adores Chica as like the best friend you could ever have and she kind of uh-huh. has that one in the in volume one with the the bento and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. But I know it's it's their relationship is interesting because they're supposed to be best friends, but then you know one moment Kaguya is cursing the the very ground she walks on, and then the next she's praising her as the best thing that's ever happened to her. Well, maybe not the best thing that ever happened to her. Right. But she's pra- she's praising her. Yeah, and I, I thought this this instance in this volume was interesting because I mean, as you said, it is similar to some uh, some some previous moments. But what was interesting, what made this one especially interesting, was just the fact that in her mind, when she was, you know, she wasn't only insulting Chica, she was also you know listing kind of the things that kind of she was envious of, and and the she 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 describes it literally as. Chica having a good personality, implying that she thinks of her personality as a bad personality, mm. and so that's like the second time that this volume where she, where she kind of becomes aware of that her personality might not be, you know, I guess ideal for making friends and and or or, or maybe even finding a partner. You know, she has had those doubts. A little off-putting, right? And that the fact that she's becoming like self-conscious of that, I think, is a an important step for her. You know, in her journey, in her like character journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think that Kaguya is a really interesting uh, person here again. This volume, uh, later mm-hmm. on in the um, cake eating scene, where they both uh, want to uh, uh, get the other one to take the last piece of cake, uh, Miyuki mentions a scene earlier where we see yeah. Ice Kaguya uh, again, um, yes. and you really see there this cold, really stone face. Like, you, even if it's just a little uh, exchange, you can really feel that there is no emotion behind that girl. And at least it feels that way in that scene. And yeah. when earlier um, she calls uh, Ishigami uh, Worman because uh, out of the love wills they had, um, it seemed as, or the answer would be that um, <laughs> Ishigami would be in love with Kaguya while he's rather frightened of her. Oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> and that she calls him funny. vermin there. Um, but in general, she's also a bit flustered, a bit more, e- even if she's uh, degradating to him. It, it, it's not this cold facade she would uh, basically earlier uh, would, ha- would have put up, but more like, at, at least for her standard, uh, it would be almost friendly banter between friends where it's just like, you, you don't really disgust me or anything like that, but it's more like, 
just ne well just downplaying your friends a bit more than it's really outright down looking everyone around her because like you guys said it's she envies them to a point uh, which well furthers disgust or rather uh some hatred towards her friends but in general she has feelings towards them because if she wouldn't have she probably would be way colder towards them that's a that's a really good point actually like the, the the change has gone from no no emotions at all to emotions but they are varying you know they can be bad they can be good yeah it seems like it's still something maybe something new for her that she's just shortly experiencing or something like that where it feels right. really like yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're just bursting out out whenever they whenever they just come up one moment mm. she's just sad and and, and hates uh, chica the mm. other moment she loves her and they both seem like honest feelings and not something she just pretends to feel for that second. Oh, yeah, not at all. I to- yeah, Definitely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I, I think that shows how how much of a strict control life she's lived where she probably doesn't feel able to express those feelings at home. Whereas with her relationship with Chika, Hayasaka, and now Miyuki and even Ishigami, I think she feels like, I think she can't help but start feeling these emotions more and having them be expressed. So it it's possible her for her to break out of that ice princess um, kind of facade or personality, if you will. Yeah, there is this really harsh moment I think later on in the manga where um, uh, Sik Kaguya is visited by Miyuki and uh, Ayasaka waits in front of uh, the room. And there you see the Shinomiya principles of what they think uh, or exactly. how they should yeah. lead their oh, yeah. life. And it's, it's fucking depressing. Like, there, there's, there's is. stuff on there like, uh, don't trust others, just use them uh, if they're useful. Um, mm-hmm. Just, well, get rid of people that are in your way. And, well, love, love is useless, stuff like that. We are just like, okay, that, that, that's kind of... That's kind. That's kind of not okay, and it's hang, hanging there in like a big picture frame, like big on the wall, for everyone uh-huh. to like walk past. See, it's it, it's really depressing that this is a thing that this that or whatever those two girls you could say live under. It's it's kind of weird, and it's also furthers this yeah, the, well this weird personality of her that she kind of tries to overcome here. Definitely, like the fact that she isn't worse than she is is awesome, mm. you know, because <laughs> yeah. she, she could have turned out so much worse. <laughs> right. Yeah, with, so, uh, with such rules, yeah. And, and yeah. Th- this is why I feel this volume has shed so much light on who Kage is and why she is is the way she is and why she's going through these somewhat underhanded but also convoluted ways of trying to get Miyuki to confess to her. It's the only way she knows how. Based on the rules that she's lived in her in in her house, you know, intending she's not even she's not even allowed to fall in love. So admitting your feelings to someone would be breaking that rule. Now, if someone admits their feelings to you, oh, that's okay, right? Well, supposedly, um, <laughs> as long as you don't return the feelings. <laughs> is, as long as you don't return the feelings, exactly, because you well you won anyway. So what does it matter? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I I think. Without that cold, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have gotten that look into her and kind of those. I guess you could call them insecure and insecurity of hers of not knowing how to deal with her feelings, but just looking into her mind, current mindset, even if it is uh, influenced by a cold. <laughs> yes, yes. Speaking about about that cold, 
That's something we learn about her. Whenever she gets a cold, she becomes like a little child. <laughs> oh god, yes. That's that, that, that's that, interesting. That oh my god, it, it's so beautiful. It, People have probably is. seen the memes of little Kaguya being tucked under oh, the yes. uh, blanket. It's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. And uh, it's also a moment that um, I have to say in the anime, there. this is one of the parts where, where uh, that, especially in this volume, was the first volume where I was like, hey, it's really good to watch the anime and also read the manga because mm. it's little scenes like that, uh, like Kaguya being tucked under the blanket, that are goddamn cute in the manga, but mm-hmm. just seeing um, Aihai Asaka slap the cheeks of Kaguya um, <laughs> yes. oh, in, in, in yes. motion, that, that's just something else. It, it is, it really is. Yeah, it's, it, it's, re- it's really like, it, it looks cool in the manga, and the manga is really goddamn good. The writing is good, like the chapters are really short, so it's always fun to just like, maybe read one, two chapters, or just the whole volume, because it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the anime has... Little scenes just, they, they feel more alive. They, they just feel more rich. Uh, the flower scene in the beginning of the first, uh, or the end of the first chapter is also a good example of it, where in yes. the uh, manga, it's just two panels where it's, um, you, you just see, uh, when she sees the answer, that's the amount of love. You just see a lot of flowers being dropped onto her, while in the anime, it's just, she's standing in front of that uh, laptop and just a tr- uh, that track that Miyuki described is just rolling up behind her with that typical uh, beep, 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 yeah. and just yeah. dropping the whole load onto her, which is yeah. such a good scene that that just adds so much comedy to it. Uh, so for everyone that, that only reads the manga, the anime is really, it's really adding to it. I can say that. It really does. I totally agree. There's so much about it that I love about the, the anime, how they adapted it. But but anyway, I, I don't want to get too much into that right now, but I definitely Yeah, sorry, agree. that was uh, just a little feature that I, I, <laughs> right, I thought no, was, it was fitting because that, that scene was, uh, yeah, it, it was just so cute, that, that little slap uh-huh. on the cheek from, from Ai Hayasaka, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, is, it is awesome. Uh, one thing that I thought was pretty sweet that we uh, got teased a little bit in this uh, chapter when Miyuki visits Kaguya, and also at one point later in the volume, uh, that apparently... Kaguya has somewhat of a fascination with fireworks. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to go too much into what that's going to be about, but yeah. anyone who's seen the first season knows. Right. Um, Any, anyone who has seen Love Romance before knows that fireworks must be in it. Honestly, true. <laughs> At least in Japan. At least in Japan. <laughs> I, right. I, I don't want to have an uh, Anohana again. No, no, not the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought that was a nice little little uh, lead up to maybe something potentially. Maybe. Well, I I agree, and but even later on in the volume, like I, th- mm-hmm. I think it may be the final chapter, there's a moment where someone brings up fireworks, and yeah, Kaguya gets really excited about yes. it, and, <laughs> and she even says, "Oh crap! I let my guard down. I showed I was too excited." <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, it's when they're they're planning the summer summer plans. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> There's definitely something about fireworks that really has an has an impression on Kaguya's mind, and I, I can't wait to see that in manga form, yes. in what I assume is the next volume. One more thing I had about Kaguya is that, uh, you know, after the whole thing in her bedroom with Miyuki, and you know they they return to school, and you know it's a bit stale between them. Mm-hmm. Everything isn't quite the way it should be, and. You know, she she has this feeling that what if Miyuki somehow took advantage of her being 
being sick and like mm-hmm. she, she knew there wasn't anything like too terrible but just if there had been something like if he had touched her or anything like that you know she has that mm-hmm. kind of worry but at the same time she also kind of is infuriated by the possibility if he didn't <laughs> <laughs> which is understandable honestly but it's it is funny it is really funny yeah you know i i thought it was on point for how complicated mm. Kaguya's mindset has kind of been these past couple of chapters you know uh, why well, he shouldn't do this but why isn't he doing it or something like that i think there was i think there was <laughs> yeah. another instance of that or something yeah i mean she she had like nail polish in the previous volume that's yeah that's to, what it like was. she wanted to look mm-hmm. pretty and like mhm and in that same instance she says am i unattractive like is it, am i really that unattractive mm. and after this chapter the, or this volume I think it's less the fact that maybe she thinks she's unattractive or, you know, other people think she's unattractive. And more so, she doesn't feel like Miyuki sees her as attractive, at least in those brief instances where she has this doubt. Like, maybe maybe Miyuki doesn't find me attractive. And again, so there's that, that makes her more relatable and kind of more like a real person. Because that yeah. back and forth between being confident and then suddenly being unconfident in your, you know, attractiveness or, or other or other things is 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 common, especially in high school. Yeah. I feel like, absolutely, that's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have one last thing, or I guess it's a few things, but they're related to the, to the same thing, sort of, uh, about Kaguya here, that I wanted to bring up is the we learned that she has always longed to have a little sister. Mm-hmm. We learn in the chapter when Kay comes to the to the student council chambers, and you know we we get to see in in Kaguya's head she has these fantasies about getting close to to you know Miyuki's family through through her th- through his sister and you know how how she would you know be all all like cutesy with Kay and like uh, their dad would be like oh you're such a big part of the family you should just move in with us <laughs> it's all these like honestly it's really like silly and funny. Uh, it's kind of wholesome too but definitely definitely but it's also like kind of like very over the top but it, it is wholesome right. and funny definitely but then uh, i think it's the narrator that delivers a line that says that it's all because kaguya is starved for family affection right i, and, I think i mentioned that earlier yeah right and but and that just makes it so sad like t- t- obviously like you, you're kind of you're in a good mood kind of like seeing these thoughts in kaguya's mind and then and then the the narrator drops that on you like oh fuck damn that's uh that is pretty heavy actually mm-hmm. and, yeah, you, yeah you see them all sitting on on like a dinner table with like home <laughs> meals and stuff all all being together and you can yeah. kind of like see with the rule like uh forget about love uh being printed on her wall um yeah it's uh yeah it, it, it's really just kind of sad how she also, I have the, uh, the volume right in front of me here. You see all teary-eyed just uh, dreaming off in the distance. Man, mm. it, it, it can really make you a bit uh, sad for that girl. And, well, that then can... again, next few pages, she just looks like she's going to stab Chica right in front of me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but but that I also love that uh, just a little note on Keishi Ogano, uh, who... who uh, all, <laughs> who blushed after uh, talking about uh, Kaguya to her older brother? Well, we will get to that later. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about her in a yeah. sec. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, 
I, I do like the fact that we get to see her imagination kind of run wild in this whole scheme of hers. You know, um, I think her imagination, it, it, what she really wants is very simple compared to maybe what, what other people might want. You know, they want they want a girlfriend so they can have that romance. But I mean, obviously she wants the romance. But like you said, she wants that family, that family love that has been lacking in her own life. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's, it's, I, th- I think she, her, her heart is very pure in that, in that sense. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Anything more on Kaguya? I love her expressions in this volume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Like, especially like the one you mentioned earlier, James, with like the 180 going from, yes. oh, God, from yes. like totally cold into like, yes. <laughs> uh, that is so, so funny. Uh, but yes, we can move on to Miyuki Shirugane. I I don't have too much on him, just a little bit. All I'm going to say is, well, I, I think I have a little more to say, but my biggest takeaway from this is he's such a good boy. Like, I, I, Hell yeah. I, maybe I'm saying this too much, but I'm just so <laughs> impressed of how much of a good kid he is, a good guy uh-huh. he is. Like, he... he he can't even act cold, you know. Give give some of the cold shoulder. He can't even act aloof correctly because he's such a good guy. You right. know, it's. Uh, I think it's pretty <laughs> heartwarming to see, and and also, I mean, funny, but also, I don't know, just uh, really nice to see a character like that who is not very good at being a jerk. Definitely, <laughs> I like, I yeah. Like, I like that aspect. <laughs> the the cold shoulder chapter was definitely. That big, big proof of that. Just how, like, he was like, only for a few minutes. He was doing his best to act cold to Kaguya. First of all, he wasn't doing a good job at it. Second mm-hmm. of all, it, like, only after a few minutes, he was like feeling like emotionally guilty. really, mm-hmm. really guilty and bad over it. So <laughs> I thought that was that was pretty, pretty great. Indeed. I also like in in the first chapter how it implies he has a lot to love to give. I mean, I guess it all depends how how far you take that silly psychological test. But, I mean, he's a guy full of love. Um, Yeah. yeah, I I think that's a really good attribute to have. I think it's true, yeah. I I think what what is lucky ability is that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, their big outlandish plans mostly seem to fail. And Mm -hmm. what Miyuki... What what his trait seems to be is um, without wanting... um, he, He... he always mentions, like in, in in the first part, where it's just uh, the love Chris he has no idea about and just stumbles through it and tries to think about like uh, how to improvise and what to do. Um, he still manages to be honest and still answers the questions uh, honestly, which in their game oh, yeah. is a loss. But because it's an honest attempt and something honest uh, towards Kaguya, in the end she loses because, well, they're more well straightforward and not most thought out plans they <laughs> they are the mostly the ones that well win you around in the game in the end and i like especially in this volume where it's more like he's not a big schemer he's the one being schemed with but in the end he just has a bit of the upper hand just because he is the, he's the, he's just how he is and he just answers the questions like he would answer the questions <laughs> or just does what he normally would do because he's not planning right now my my favorite answer 
on like those questions from Yuki mm-hmm. was probably when he said he saw nine cats in the oh, yeah. cage. Because <laughs> apparently he wants to have nine kids to form a baseball team. <laughs> what? Such a, such a random thing. That seemed to be like a legit thing for him. Like, what? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Why? Oh my God. So funny. So, yeah. It's odd, but I, I also like how at the end of the chapter, Kaguya is looking up, okay, how do I... Oh, so that's how you ensure maybe you have more kids. Like, she's really, like, really oh, thinking right. about it in the future. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like, that's... that's <sighs> yeah, yeah, totally. I think my favorite chapter for Miyuki, this chapter, was the one where he learns how to sing. Okay. <laughs> for me, actually, personally, that... Like, just as far as Miyuki's uh, focus went with this, this chapter. Uh, because he went from being or at least seemingly completely tone deaf, to being able to sing well enough so that Chika didn't have any complaints about it. We know Chika is very musically inclined. So Mm -hmm. for her to, you know, actually approve of the singing that he learned in a day, this was only like a day, the the baseball thing, or not the baseball, the volleyball thing previously took like several days, a week maybe, I don't know, it took took a while. But this this was just like a one-day kind of training thing with the singing. And so I, I don't think he was actually ever tone deaf, is what I'm thinking. But rather, he just had never learned. He just never had tried enough or done it enough to so that he had any sort of understanding. But once he actually got some explanations and started actually practicing for real or any sort of doing it, uh, then it didn't take him too long to actually become, uh, you know, pretty pretty good at it. Now, is tone deaf an actual condition where no matter how hard you practice, you can never get the I guess, tone? I guess it might not be. Maybe I'm, I don't know, be- actually. Because if it is, then yeah, he's not tone deaf. But he's def- he definitely has an issue understanding pitches and that there are different notes and whatnot. So I, yeah. I-, I think it's safe to say he was tone deaf unless unless there is a condition that I'm not sure. I guess you could I'm say he sure. was and then he it, and then she could help him not be. I guess, I guess I think, that could... Mm. I, I think it's a testament to Chica's teaching and, and determination, but I guess we'll get to that when we talk about her. But for I, sure, but, for sure. But I also, I, I, I agree with you that Miyuki's diligence in wanting to get better and trying to get better is good. Uh, it is is showing of his hardworking character. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, this guy studies as much as he can and works so hard. You know, it makes sense that he'd want to improve other aspects of his life as well. Uh-huh. Anything more on Miyuki? Because I, I don't have any more. It, yeah, it's like there, there, crazy. There just isn't much in this volume. It's more of really focused on Kaguya this time. Really was. Yeah, it's like the difference is crazy in, in like how much I noted down for, <laughs> like between the two is like such mm-hmm. a big difference. I mean, you, you, could, you, could, you could say there was like a bit of an introduction to like family for both parties for Miyuki and Kaguya with like right. uh, Miyuki's sister and a bit more of uh, Hayasaka at home uh, scene right. I guess that's, that, that, that's true that definitely uh, but I guess we can move on uh, down the list uh, let's talk about Chika Fujiwara for a bit uh, we touched on her music abilities earlier so I guess we could can pick up there sure um, we learn I think I don't think it was was brought up or was it brought up previously that she was like very musically inclined? Was that pr- brought up in a previous volume? I can't remember I, if it was. I don't. I, know I don't what... remember. Yeah, I, I, don't I think feel it like was. Th- I feel like this is the first time that we found out that she has musical talents like this. Well, now right, you know right. she's musically uh, 
inclined well. Yes. She well, she just can't play music very well. That being able to teach Miyuki that that quickly, I mean, it's one testament to Miyuki to be able mm-hmm. to learn something that quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you have you have to be a pretty good teacher to pull something Definitely. like this off because, I mean, I can't hear it, but the way it's written and the way it looks like <laughs> in the manga, it sounds like hell just being in the room. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, would, I 100% agree. I feel like maybe I'm overreacting, but I, I think Chica should go, should become a music teacher. Like I, I think honestly, she's so good. And the way she was helping him, like writing down on the chalkboard as they tried to sing the correct note, like that's genius. Like I, I, I mean, maybe that's a, maybe that's a common tactic in my. I, I've taken vocal lessons, but I've never had a teacher write down as we sing. So anyway, I, I feel like how how she went about it was really 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 cool and and smart. Absolutely, yeah. She, she was so methodical, like, for, like th- throughout that whole thing. Like, I, I, I thought it was awesome to, like, a, as someone who knows music pretty well, I thought it, like, it, it, it all made really good sense. Like mm. the way she went about it to, you know, from beginning to end, how to start teaching Miyuki. Like she tested, you know, where where he's at. Obviously, he was nowhere. You know, he hadn't even. <laughs> he, wasn't, he was nowhere on the scale. Really, he was like at the very, very, very bottom. And you know, it was just the way the the way she worked with him was really, really awesome to see. And it was also fun to see her put on her uh, slave driver headband. Oh my again. gosh, love it <laughs> <laughs> for a second time. I think this volume shows you never know what you're gonna get with Chica. Like one one chapter, you have her being incredibly helpful and working so hard to help Miyuki and then then immediately in the next chapter she's covering her belly button because of thunder <laughs> like it, she, she's so wacky it just you never know what to expect the god of thunder is gonna steal my yeah. belly button <laughs> yeah like what it's hilarious uh, I, I'm grateful for those comedic moments so it, it, yeah so stupid but I, I I'm I'm grateful for the the I guess the variety and, you know, we get the her ser- more serious moments and then the completely chaotic, just hilarious moments as well. Um, mm. I don't know, that's really makes her endearing. Yeah, what I really like for uh, Chica is, uh, we as a reader or watcher, we uh, kind of see the same side as the other characters uh, see about uh, Chica. She does so much stupid stuff, like you both mentioned, uh, that you sometimes forget that this girl also is a genius. She wouldn't be yeah. on this school if she wouldn't have some talent, and not not just some talent. If she would be really good at something, um, and well, in uh, the volleyball uh, volleyball teaching and in the uh, music teaching, this volume, um, we just see that this girl really has skills and really really profound skills on teaching, on music, on mm-hmm. maybe a bit of sport, uh, <laughs> even to a certain extent. Um, right. Right. Yeah, you really sometimes forget that this girl really has some skills to pick up. But then again, yeah, like you said, she does stuff like the spelly button thing, where it's just like, <laughs> what the hell's going on with this girl? Uh. And let's really, like, see a bit of the perspective why people uh, treat Chica the way they treat them, because this, this girl is just insanity. It, it's chaos. That's but a good again, point. It's, it's yeah. not just chaos. There, there, there's, there's something to right. gain here, but you never know what you're going to get with her. She's apparently fluent in multiple languages as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Japanese is not even her strongest language, apparently. Right, according <laughs> to her, at least. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I really agree with that. And I think that I, I, I still think it's unfair when people like, like Kage will comment that her IQ is like three or something like that. That's, there's no way that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, right. you know, Miyuki's is called implied that she's an idiot, but at the same time, you get these chaotic, these chaotic, chaotic moments, and you're like, "Well, I guess they, they do have a point in some aspects." <laughs> but I, I think that just again shows you never know what you're gonna get with her. Totally. Also, this volume, we um, it basically shows you all characters are idiots. Every one of them is an idiot True. in some kind of way. Uh, but Chica's just the one that doesn't put up a facade or anything. She she yeah. kind of plays with everyone treating her like an idiot, but she doesn't uh-huh. care about that. She kind of knows right. her skills. She knows what to do. And she's like, I, I don't care. Like everyone's like yeah. putting up, like being the prideful uh, heir of some family or something like that. Well, she's just Chica. She's just, she's what you get when you see her. It's, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you get. Like, as she's long done. as she's not playing a game or like right. something like that. She, she, she mm-hmm. is completely open about everything. Uh, and speaking about games, in the, the when they pl- played the memory card game, mm-hmm. she attempted to cheat twice. <laughs> or sort sort of, I guess the second one is arguably a cheat, but but still, I I I'd say twice in that game she attempted to cheat in various ways, and yeah, I thought that was that was definitely funny to see that because when she well in the previous game that we saw her play was the the Forbidden Word game in the mm-hmm. previous volume or the one before that whatever it was, um, and in that one she she I guess she pulled some somewhat foul moves but they weren't technically cheating definitely no. definitely not but these were straight up cheating in this in this volume here I mean she can be she can be dubious and and devious in her own way when when she wants to for sure you know, she wanted to go see Kaguya when she was sick and she was willing <laughs> to do any sort of underhanded means necessary <laughs> to do so and I I think yeah. that's I think that's hilarious that you just even though she had done it before, it's still shocking that she did it. Or not done it before, like, you know, with, with the forbidden word. She kind of used her emotions to man- manipulate Kaguya to say something. Mm. And it, it, you see that, you're like, oh, wow, that's that. Wow, I did not expect that from Chika. But it, even even then, I did not expect this from her. I mean, I had, did see the anime, but but did not did not expect this from her. And so I, I'm kind of like Ishigami in this sense during this chapter, just unbelief um, at, at what she did. So uh, anyway, it's just really, really fun to see all the dynamic, all the different things Chika can be. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you guys is the flower number, you know, at the first chapter, she says she's going to pick two. Do you think that has any credence into how much actual love she has to give is there anything should i should we be reading into that at all or is that is that just superfluous internet nonsense i think it it it, it kind of fits a bit she seems like a character that isn't much about love or anything it's just a character that strives for happiness and well if i wouldn't quite right off say that she's putting others uh like under that uh under that goal like she wouldn't just mm-hmm. uh, stump someone for her own happiness but she would bend the rules like the cheating and stuff like that she she will bend the rules she will fight for what makes her happy but it's oh, not okay. really she, her character is not really about love and she doesn't convey that in any way i think hmm. except for one thing okay 
in the in volume three, she was incredibly into this shoujo romance manga. True. That they found, or that yeah, which is still one of my favorite chapters. Oh my which gosh, is maybe it. not so much romance, but maybe more lust. So True. I guess yeah, I guess it could yeah. still make sense. Yeah, m- yeah. Maybe for her, as she's uh, big into like uh, games and also tabletop games and stuff like that. Right. Um, well, maybe it's for her. It's something like just a story that she really likes. M- maybe for her, I think for her, uh, things are just more base value. This is a book, I like it because it's a good story. This is a game, I like it because it's fun. I want to see uh, Kaguya when she's sick, so I will cheat in this game because I will not win against this uh, this guy here. Right. I, f- I think she's just more, uh, well, more, truth, more truthful with her own goals and what she wants to do and just, well, strive for those goals uh, in easy ways. and the, Well, the ways with the least... Uh, um, with, le- with least work, uh, she will put. She will choose the ways with the least work and just go with them. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Maybe so. A couple of the ways I I just thought of how to interpret it because I really didn't I really didn't know. So having you guys talk kind of helped me. Maybe one way could be Chica doesn't have anybody she likes romantically at this point, and so maybe that's why she only has two flowers. Whereas, obviously, hmm. uh, Kaguya and um, Yuki have someone they like to very, right. to very, you know, to a to a big degree. I mean, a truck yeah. full of flowers is quite extensive, but um, <laughs> but still, I you know, yeah. it's that that could be an interpretation. Another thought yeah, I yeah. had was, what if it implies that because Chica is so open and doesn't try to put up a wall, she is more willing to give of her love to others and so she's already she's already giving people her love so the the two flowers she has to give is not because she doesn't have love per se but it's because she's already giving that love um but maybe that's a little too encrypted <laughs> right, it makes sense it sounds like a good theory to be honest definitely i mean chica really is hard to read she she's the most yeah. difficult she to is. like know oh my God. who who really is this character I mean, yeah. like we said, oh, the the whole chaos and more childish side than the more uh, side when she can be a bit more honest to herself or mischievous. It's it's kind of weird. So mm-hmm. I guess we we just don't know yet. Uh, maybe there is something more I really really can save just from those flowers. Mm-hmm. That's right. true. And for all we know, it could just be not not have any real meaning, at least for Chica. I mean, to, to be fair of this manga, I, I can credit for, like, uh, especially, like, I would say later on, like, it, it really, like, pays attention to its own details. So That's good. That's I would good say, like, to, just mm. keeping such things in mind in general is, like, a really cool thing for this manga because you'll just later on be like, oh, oh, it's from there. Now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It really... And, like, I, I've had, like, because this is my actually my first time rereading the series like because mm-hmm. i never actually went back and reread anything until now for for this uh like for this podcast for doing this podcast nice. so i'm i'm having so much fun like finding little things here and there like little little uh, i guess hints or or lead-ups to things that you didn't necessarily notice your first time reading hmm. uh so it definitely definitely has a lot of those details that's a lot of fun to to pick up on when you can cool do we want to move on to our boy yui shigami Let's do it. Mr. Depresso. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, 
I relate um, to him more and more. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> totally. He's our man. He's our boy. But so I just want to, since we, we, we were just talking about Chica, or relatively recently we were talking about Chica cheating in the game. And I just mm-hmm. love, like, both times when she's caught cheating, <laughs> uh, like, you just go goes crazy on her like just keeps like shame shame on you you have no shame <laughs> it's so funny it's i so love great. i love that it's just as much as chika is upfront i think even yushigami is more upfront he's yeah. pro- it's yeah. so weird he, as one he's portrayed as this this shy creature that flinches when kaguya even looks at him but then again, he just turns to Chica and it's just like, shame on you, shame on your yeah. family. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Shame on they, you, they, shame on your cow. Or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's true. They're, they're both definitely like the most honest people. Like they're mm-hmm. absolutely like the ones who aren't afraid necessarily to speak their minds. Or I guess they can be afraid of it. I guess in Yu's case, he can be afraid of after the fact, after he has said something, <laughs> right. you know, yes. some, something like that. But but yeah, they definitely, in, in somewhat different ways, but still very similarly, they right. both sp- speak their minds. I agree with that. And speaking about this point in particular, I think usually Ishigami is pretty observant of a lot of things. So mm-hmm. for some reason, I, I thought it was a little interesting. He didn't, he wasn't the one that noticed she was cheating. Not to say that, he would notice before Miyuki, but I mean, Ishigami's smart. You you think he would pick up pick up on something just as quickly as Miyuki? But hmm. I think maybe what if it was he had this this trust with Chika, or he trusted that, or he didn't think it was possible that she could possibly cheat, let alone twice. And so he, I guess, he just let his guard down in that aspect. So I I perhaps this is kind of the start of Ishigami seeing Chika in a whole new light. <laughs> right. Well, I actually have something on that. I think it's interesting. It's Yeah, I also think that's really interesting. But I think it's... Well, one explanation could be that he didn't actually want to win. You know, he didn't want to go see Kaguya. So he didn't put as much thought and effort into the game as Miyuki did, which mm-hmm. is why he maybe... That's why he didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's, that's because a Because Miyuki was playing to win. Like, he was right. super serious totally. about that. You know, he needed that victory. While you didn't want to win. And and that, that's, that, that makes it interesting, too, the fact that he was doing so well in that game, you. Even though he didn't want to win, he was only two points below, below Miyuki at the end of the game. Why did he play so well if he didn't want to win? Yeah, it's a bit weird. I, f- I think, especially here, uh, if it would be only Chika and uh, Ishigami, it would be... It, there wouldn't even be a game, you could say. But st- still then, I think he could have been like... Uh, if Chico would have been mean to him, he would have probably just left. Um, but <laughs> I felt like there's this kind of bit of like a good friendship or just by being the only two males in the council, uh, a little bit of a bromance between the two boys because... Oh, there's definitely a bromance. Totally, totally. Definitely a bromance. Ishi- Ishi- Ishigami just sticks around and... I mean, he's he he could have just like tried to win for himself, but in the end he talked to uh, Miyuki, Miyuki talked to him to kind of like get one of them to win or get Miyuki to win. Um, so Chika doesn't. It's it's just like, it felt a bit of like <laughs> the boys against the girl in in a sense. In a way, yeah. I mean, because she was the one cheating and stuff. It, it's not just he didn't want to win, he absolutely didn't want to win. I mean, if yeah. that boy went to Kaguya, it, <laughs> it would have been over for him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's a important aspect that I didn't think about. Is yeah, he never, he definitely didn't want to win. But then you mm. point out why did he play? I mean, 
it could also be that they were playing a game, so he's gonna he's gonna be serious about it. Um, I mean, he likes mm. video games, right? So maybe right. Just, you know, I'll I'll play for fun. I mean, we're friends, right? You know, or at least maybe he's mm-hmm. trying, maybe he's trying to. Maybe he doesn't realize per se that they're friends, but maybe he feels obligated to play because he does feel some sort of friendship between these guys, especially Miyuki. Right. Yeah, I think like he feels like a character that is just like he he's there because it's well. It, to, well, if I talk comparison to my own life and like how Mikey and Cheese were, it's just like you're at a friend's house and you're like just hanging around, and then suddenly one of your friends just like hey, let's play a game. You're like, ah, well, yeah, whatever. Let's just just play the game mm-hmm. even though there is, is kind of a friend friendship between miyuki and ishigami the whole scenario or the whole thing happening just seems more of like yeah i'm here so why not yeah right. I, I i i agree with that as well i mean hey for all we know if ishigami won maybe he would have been like okay miyuki you can go for me i don't want to go i don't want to die <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean i want to die today Totally, yeah. Like if he had one, he wouldn't have been forced to go. Obviously, so yeah, you're yeah. right. That's true. That's that's knowing true. the student council, knowing Chica, and mm. <laughs> actually, I, yeah, I, maybe I can, Chica would have forced. I, 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 I can yeah. see him being sent to the <laughs> to, to his own death. Actually, I I want to see that parallel timeline now, oh, like the one where, where he was forced to go to sick Kaguya. <laughs> um, what? Just to finish off my thoughts on on this chapter with Ishigami, is yes. just the p- parallel of usually it's Ishigami who says I'm gonna go home and die, um, and <laughs> yeah. someone tells him no, but this time it's Chika who says that he's like okay, but don't die. Yeah, yeah, that was like, yeah, like they really they tr- traded lines with each other. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> that, that I, was just really those giant lines in general. I, we probably even come to them in the com- uh, comedy section. They're 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 so great. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, sure. One thing I liked with, uh, uh, well, it, it's 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 regarding Ishigami's, you know, perceptiveness and how he notices things. Uh, unexpected to Kaguya in, I think, the first or second chapter, you did notice that Miyuki was giving Kaguya the cold shoulder. Mm, yeah. Mm. And, like, e- even though Miyuki was barely doing it, it was, like, just these small little barely noticeable things, uh, you did pick up on them. And, and 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 of course the way he kind of like decides to play along with <laughs> with Miyuki there like Dude, go buy us something sweet <laughs> like just throwing the coins on the table. Oh, <laughs> Poor guy. I don't know what that means, but I'm scared. But it scares me to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same, same. Oh. Shigami, same. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> and that, that was just him trying to be a bro, really. Yeah, it really was. It really was. <laughs> I mean, general, he he he's a pretty good pro in this volume to Miyuki. Totally, he really mm. is. Even the even the advice he gives in the in the love advice chapter is, mm. I mean, it starts off a little silly, but the very last line where he says, you know, as long as as long as the first person's conscious is clear, conscious is clear, um, then it you know there shouldn't be a problem, and that gets Miyuki thinking about you know what what he did and whatnot. So, I don't. Know, I mean, that's that was good advice. Uh, maybe not so much the other stuff, but I don't know, I guess he was on point in some things, but... <laughs> I mean, calling Kaguya a bitch and that was maybe not the best <laughs> idea. I mean, if, if she would have been there. <laughs> right. In front of Miyuki, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I, I think, yeah, their, their bromance is strong, and Ishigami is, Ishigami is proving to be a good friend to Miyuki. Um, totally. And so, yeah, I can't wait to see where, where else their friendship goes. 
Yeah, I also like uh, the little thing that uh, when Kaguya was uh, talking to, oh, what's her name again? Um, Kashiwagi, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nagisa Kashiwagi. Yeah, so Kaguya's talking to Kashiwagi and Miyuki's talking to uh, Yu Ishigami. And it's uh, <laughs> instantly uh, Kashiwagi just realized uh, when Kaguya says, it's it's about a friend. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course she's like, ah, it's about you, okay? While right, on the other side, yeah. the two boys are just there like, yeah, it's about a friend. Ah, okay, I see. <laughs> see he knows when to butt out he knows he's like okay yeah you know all right i'll play along it's okay you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that is that is, that is very sweet <laughs> it's also like you have these big geniuses again uh having their big plans and the best the best lie they come up with is it's about a friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i love that i love that <laughs> yeah but yeah you you uh. is really lovable just by being this on one side, this bloke that just like, even more than Chica, is really just, he spits out truth. He all, almost always gets uh, some shit for it. I mean, he's not polite. He, he just no. says whatever he yeah. thinks. But yeah, uh, mm. like you earlier said, James, it's, it's just, he's so on point with what he says. It's just mm-hmm. the way he says and the way it's just like, out of nowhere, like literally, you don't even see him. Then out of nowhere, he just pops out like, yeah, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, but actually, speaking of that, in the I think it's the last chapter where they're is that the last chapter one where they talk, they're talking about the plans for the summer. Mm-hmm. Chica says like it is sad, but because they, they they the others might go to a thing without her, and he's like, well, if you're having fun in Spain, like we, we should be able mm-hmm. to have fun at home. True, and yeah. it's so so true. true, so true. And then obviously, you know, Chica attacks him for that, and he starts feeling really bad. But then, you know, Kagi and Miyuki both, you know, they put their hands yeah. on his shoulders, like, yeah, like <laughs> just reassuring you that he was actually in the right that time. And, and that I thought great. that was really, really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. It was, it was good to see. Yeah. What, one last Ishigami thing that I'll mention, I guess I, guess I could put this in comedy, but I, I'll say it here, is when, mm. when they're fighting over the cake, Kaguya mm. and, and Miyuki... He, yeah. His reactions. I gotta get. I gotta go get someone. I'll go. I'll go get Chica. Chico know how to do. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's almost like a little kid getting his mom to stop this older siblings from from fighting or whatever. It's yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. Oh, I love that. And you know that was really smart of him to to yeah. to to go do that because obviously Chica is the only one that could have dealt with that probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she did. <laughs> She did. <laughs> yum, yum. Subject sub- F at its best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything more on you? I don't think so. Cool. Well, let's move on to our girl Ai Hayasaka. Yes. I only please. have a little bit on her. Uh, <laughs> but uh, does any Same. do any do either of you want to start? I love her deadpan expression. That's the first thing I want to say. Um, yes. The second thing is. Um, we really get to see more of her ability to act in front of others. And also, right. uh, that what I mentioned earlier, this kind of like sister-like, and in, in the sickness uh, uh, chapter, uh, also uh, kind of motherly side she has to Kaguya. Yeah. Um, it, it often seems like they are distant, uh, but they really aren't. Like the way Hayasaka cares for uh, Kaguya, but even is able to uh, slap her cheeks. I mean, basically... <laughs> They, uh, Kaguya is her master, but still, she's just going up to her and slapping her cheeks. It's still a loving relationship, even though they kind of don't want to show it. They, they, they show it in those little affectionate things that they are. They are just closer than a normal servant and master. 
Right. It's kind of beautiful yeah. to see that. And yeah, I don't know, just uh, her doing all this makeup and uh, also changing her eye color and stuff just so Miyuki doesn't find out that she's the, uh, that uh, the Aihaya Saka from school is the same mate that Kaguya has. They're having this exactly. little scheme yeah. there. And she uses the name Husky. Oh, God. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Her... her, her Smithy A. Hasaka or something like that. I think they call it at least my German volume. Some, yeah, I think the last name is Husky at least, which Miyuki reacts to, oh, are you a foreigner or something like that? But Or at least in his mm. mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, she had like that little secret name, secret identity sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> uh, and she's very clearly trying to get Kaguya and Miyuki together in that chapter. You know, she's really like, right. you know, n- like Miyuki attempts to leave like just without even seeing Kaguya. But she's like, no, 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 come inside. <laughs> you deliver mm-hmm. this to, to her yourself. And then obviously she leaves them in the room together. She's like, these these walls are, you know, isolated. Soundproof. You won't be able to hear soundproof. And, and uh, you'll be alone for three full hours. But don't do anything. <laughs> she closes the door. <laughs> That is so good. Yeah, it, it also feel, feel, feels a bit like, just get on with it. I, I don't want to deal with it anymore. Just, just <laughs> <Yeah>. please. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> I kind of get that. Um, I mean, I, I, get, I get all of what you guys are saying, but maybe, maybe not so much the just get on with it kind of sentiment. I think mm. she's really trying hard to help Kaguya break out of the Shinomiya rules. Because yeah. there's... There's, she's standing in front of the rules in, in that panel, and you kind of see in the in the next uh, box you see her face, um, almost looks a bit resent like resentment towards those rules, and I don't know if they re- apply to her to uh, Hayasaka per se. Maybe they do, I, but I when I see this, I I feel like she has resentment that. Kaguya is basically a is being forced to hide away her true feelings, or you know, not being able to love. Maybe she wants to fight against that and, and help her experience love and whatnot. I don't know that, that. At least that's what I got from that moment, and why she's helping, or so adamant of of helping uh, Kaguya get with Miyuki. But at least that's that's what I got out of it. Mm, mm. I think that's definitely fair. Yeah, for me, it's really just I I love I love her humor in kind of way, even though yeah. it doesn't seem she's choking that much. Um, like we said earlier, this little joke of like, uh, "Oh, you're going to walk through the rain." Ah, no, I I, I called you a calf. It's like little yeah. stuff like that where it's just like, especially those two have like such a cold, dry humor. It's and <laughs> yeah. and those deadpan face she always like puts up with it. Uh, even even um, in, at the end of uh, that chapter where uh, Kaguya gets splashed uh, by Miyuki Spike, um, Kaguya's like, uh, "Why didn't you warn me? You you knew this was a bad idea." And it's even though it's not stated, it, just the thing that I thought was like, "Yeah, just because you can feel your stupidity at once, Kaguya." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind that's kind of the way it felt like. There's this little banter and this this little like, just getting on each other's nerves a bit. Just for the sake of it, like normal friends do. It's it's yeah. nice to see like a normal friendship, or it's rather weird seeing and seeing like the traits of a normal friendship with this cold interaction. Right. Yeah, that is interesting. Actually, we already had a little bit of that kind of um, like dynamic between Kaguya and Hayasaka, where 
in in one of the previous volumes, pretty early, like as far as Hayasaka's stuff went, mm-hmm. when they were at home and Kaguya wanted to, or she she was supposed to text Shirogane. Eventually, she she ended up calling him because you know uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hayasaka just dialed the number. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, you know little things like that where she really she really does push Kaguya. In order to help her, but it is she is definitely being a little bit pushy. But I think it's good ultimately. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking forward to more stuff of her. It's totally. I'm super excited. At this point in the story, she is still my favorite character. Like at this point, like by by this volume, she is definitely my favorite character. I mean, uh, just just for uh, maybe some information, uh, I am on the uh, latest chapter. I mean, uh, here in Germany, we are currently, I think, on volume five, or maybe volume four still is the latest. So. Well, keeping on track here with the German novels is just well, forget it. It um, takes a while. Yeah, they, there's slow, slow releases. Yeah, so I'm on the latest chapter right now, and still for me, I would also say Aihaya Saka is one of my favorite characters. Even though I wouldn't wouldn't consider her one of the main cast, she's really more of side, I would say. But I don't know. Like I said, her deadpan humor—that's just something that I, I love about this character. There's a lot to love with her. Just actually, just out of curiosity, Lucas, how many? Chapters are out totally right now. Uh, I don't think that it's the correct cham- chapter number that I'm reading on, but I think we Roughly. are around two hundred sixteen. Oh no, sorry, we are two hundred two. I think two hundred two is the okay. So early two hundreds. I, I, yeah. I see. I see. Good to know. So that that would be like volume twenty or something like that. It seems like we're getting towards the end, at least uh, uh, out of arc names and what has been teased gotcha. in between volumes and stuff. So. Hmm. I'm looking forward to it, and also I can I can't stop reading on this. I when I first <laughs> read this whole manga, I think I repeated, especially the later volumes. I think in the first three days, I read like three times in a row just because I was right. just like I I want to I want to read it again. I I need awesome. to see it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember when you get into it because I, I was already a fan at the time, and then you finally get into this. I think what did you you, you started reading around when volume two or sorry, um, season two of the anime came out, right? Yeah, I, I I saw the memes like everyone that uh, is on Reddit or any other meme right. page. I I saw the hey hey, I saw the uh, cheek slapping, I saw <laughs> yeah. the uh, chica dance. It, it was too much, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, give give it to me. Let's see what what is this about. I was so happy when you when you started reading it too. <laughs> oh my god, I, I I couldn't believe how good a romance manga can be. Right, exactly. Same here, dude. Hundred <laughs> percent. God damn it, it's it's crazy. It's just, especially right here in volume four, we're starting to uh, and what we're discussing right here now is something that I'm missing a lot of other romance uh, mangas. It's just this: the characters feel real. I mean, they're mm-hmm. idiots. That they're doing something that no normal human would do. This these thought out plans about getting the other one to confess the love. But still, it feels real enough. Like, for for you to root for them, like Miyuki, even though yeah. his genius is human or boyish enough to just well, you you can relate to them. You can relate to uh, you and Miyuki's friendship. You can maybe relate to uh, Hayazaka and Kaguya. It's absolutely they they feel like normal, like extraordinary people in in one panel, and then you just go a few pages further on, they they feel like normal high schoolers again, and it's totally. kind of kind of this 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 weird this weird duality that really lets you stick with it especially as like the characters are so good and they just (laughs) get better with each book i would say yeah i I couldn't agree more uh before we move on to the smaller characters talking a little bit about those i just want to say that i think i feel like this volume volume four is sort of the first volume where it starts becoming uh barely episodic 
Um, obviously, mm-hmm. the series started off very episodic. You know, each chapter was very mm-hmm. much its own scene and didn't. There wasn't too much. Uh, I mean, sometimes there definitely were some some things leading into each other, but there wasn't a whole lot of it early on. But this volume as a whole, it's basically the volume about you know Kaguya getting a cold. That's like you, you could really like I like define this volume, mm-hmm. and that's what I like when when it's like so many chapters kind of deal with that. You know, there's one chapter where she's splashed and gets a cold, and then there's the chapter where they play the card game to determine who goes to see her. Then there's the chapter where he's actually the Miyuki is there, and then you know there's side effects after that that that's dealt with for like two chapters. And you know, it's it's uh, I I love that, and like from here on out, it's definitely it's going to keep being uh, more of a cohesive story like that, which I. I very much love. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think to turn from episodic to uh, being more like little stories, it, it starts about now, I would say, and it, it, it this manga really does it well from like giving you the episodic stuff more to like learn about the basic characters and like the basic setup to become then more story focused to give those now set up characters more room to play. Like it right. really works well here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's almost like Akasaka started just having a concept for you know love is war and then when mm. it switched to it's in shonen jump now right is that is that where it's at i think i think so or, mm. or where wherever it moved to the bigger the bigger publication then he's huh. like okay maybe i can start doing an actual you know more deeper thought out plot that is yeah. not just episodic but you know each what happens in in one chapter affects what happens in, in the next or whatnot so I like that. Definitely, because he 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 was good at that even before he started writing Kaguya-sama. He wrote a series called Instant Bullet that I've read, uh, which was like basically his first thing that he did by himself. He's he's done mm. a lot of like art for other other mangaka, like just the drawing for them. He's done a lot of that, but like his first, as far as I'm as I know at least, the, the one that that he did completely by himself, drawing and writing, was Instant Bullet, which was a pretty pretty like somewhat heavy. Uh, story um so he definitely had that in him from the start but i guess he didn't i guess he didn't want to start exactly like that you know he wanted to start off easy you know just simple mm. well yeah maybe maybe he didn't know it would get as popular as it did exactly totally yeah he, he, he couldn't have known because <laughs> it's yeah. become such a phenomenon by now yeah i mean really something for me that sets this manga apart from other women's manga as well is um, especially with later volumes, um, it, it may sound more heavy than I mean it now, but um, this manga really has consequences. Like things that happen, happen and are not just like pushed away, like in a lot of other romance plots, where it's just like, oh, now we, we did something big and then it's never talked about again. Right, uh, here yeah. it's really like even little things, they, they happened and the series recognizes that and, well, it plays with those things. So even if you're totally. reading a chapter like, uh, the music, you could say, like, uh, the Chica wants to teach chapters, where now she's teaching uh, Miyuki uh, how to sing. There's not much happening there in, like, the big story-wise. Like, there's not, no, not much going on there. But then again, just it plays off of the previous teaching episode, and there's little stuff that just happens in, in, around it, and you never know if some stuff in those chapters will be uh, caught up later on. So it yeah. always is worth to read every chapter and just... Because they are so short, and they always have like little uh, plot span in uh, within them, it's not so nice to reach for it because it's always like so. Ah, okay, 
now I now I know where this is from. Now now I get a joke. Now I it, it it's worth reading those chapters, even though at first they don't feel like worth reading. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, we're we're sorry about that little tangent, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I think it was good. I think it was good to say it. Uh, but we should move on to the smaller characters. Um, Lucas, you were eager to talk about Kei Shirogane earlier. Yeah, I, I like I said, I have the volume up on me, and she's uh, only in the last chapter, was it? Yeah, it was the second oh, no, the, the, the second to last, right? The second to last. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's the little sister of Miyuki, and as we mentioned earlier, um, as soon as she uh, hears uh, that she's Shirogane, she instantly knows, like, oh, that's Miyuki's little sister. Uh, but even before that, something untypical for Kaguya happens when she uh, yeah. first sees her without knowing her name. She says that, oh, you, you, you're cute, which is something that uh, Kaguya normally wouldn't do, just burst out something like this, something so personal. Right. And it's there's this one thing that is so nice of Kaguya saying that and instantly like uh, just seeing Yuki's sister and, and saying something like that. And then later on, uh, you have Kishi, uh, Keishi Rani when being asked how the day was. And remembering Kaguya, she starts to blush, and it's uh, and the narrator just says, "Yeah, maybe the sister got the same taste." And it's just like, well, <laughs> it's not yeah. to, not to like it's a, it's it's a Shigana, so Kaguya's like, "Oh, you're cute," and the little sister's like, "Oh, your uh, potential girlfriend is cute." <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she got nervous around Kaguya. Yeah, apparently, even though you don't really see it when you read the story, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny looking back at, at at this little chapter and being like, "Oh, that that girl's always like shaking," while Kaguya's just like wishing death to Chika. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's what was most interesting to me. I mean, obviously, it was a punchline kind of a thing. That the reason why she she wasn't opening up as much to Kaguya was, oh, she was intimidated or something about her that she liked. And I don't know. And I, I'm just curious what how you guys interpreted that is that is it that she is is she uh, does she like you know kaguya romantically or is it just that she was intimidated by someone as you know good looking as kaguya I, i don't think it's intimidation um like the way when i look at it now the way she looks down blushes i i would say like she I think to her, as much as to, uh, like, with Miyuki, it feels like this intimidating side of Kaguya doesn't really get through to both of them. Like, even though she's, she's standing there and as a that. viewer, like, like, like see how, how she's staring there, I often get the feeling, I don't know, I, I, re- I really feel like, maybe, maybe they're not completely blind to it, but for them it's just more like, they, they think Kaguya is just really attractive or, like, good-looking or, like, something... Something to behold, maybe. I I don't know how to describe it really. Yeah, I th- I think it's about I think it's like to a big extent about Kaguya's kind of just her presence, like the, the yeah yeah the energy that she that she kind of sends out sort so, sort of like like that's something that's sort of alluring maybe to the Shirogane oh, siblings. Oh, and, and and you know in in various ways I I guess I I, I don't think that. Uh, that there's anything romantic for for Kay there, but but at the, but 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 she okay. might still have some sort of fascination, in in some in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I just want to say that I do think there is intimidation, but it's not intimidating as we're talking Ishigami who thinks he's gonna die. 
Not right, like right. that, but more more so that, wow, this woman is very special. Like, she seems perfect or something like that. And that's something that right. I think Miyuki sees, and that's why he's always worried about her going, oh, that's cute. And maybe Kay would have shared in that same worry if Kay had tried to open up or, you know, talk to her like she did Chika, per se. Maybe Kaguya would have, maybe she was worried that Kaguya would have said, oh, how cute, in that same sort of aspect. And maybe they have right. those same ins- insecurities in that sense. Okay, yeah, then, then I got you wrong on that one. Um, right. I think that's a good possibility. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's something I thought. But I wasn't... Is, you guys being people who have read ahead, I wasn't sure, like, wait, is this... Should I be taking this romantically? Or should I be taking it differently? <laughs> we we wouldn't... Maybe we, we probably wouldn't spoil you regardless. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know... If 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 it was something that, or if it was a certain thing, I think you would have said it in a different way, as well. Possibly, you know. Maybe I was basically trying to pick. <laughs> I was basically trying to pick your brain. Gotcha. I mean, gotcha. If, if, if 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 we ask Rule Thirty Four, I mean. Oh yeah, there's. <laughs> we can find anything there. Yeah. <laughs> anything I always anything find, is possible. I'm not using Wikipedia anymore. I'm just using that website to uh, get my sources. <laughs> 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 Gotta find okay. all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, the, the rest of the characters are all very, very minor. But um, Nagisa Kashiwagi, she had one chapter where uh, really the only thing I at least had to say about her is that she, um, like, I, I, I love how strongly she feels about what Miyuki did was wrong, or well, she doesn't know it was Miyuki, but um, like when when she's talking to Kaguya. Mm-hmm. Like she really, she, she's really clear about no, like that man, he should not have done that. It's his responsibility to be a gentleman, like to to not do lewd things like that. It's like she she really stood her ground on that, and I really respect her for that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I I agree with that. Like you know, t- taking that taking that take, I just think she's really cute. Like dang, totally. one of the best, one of the cutest side characters I've ever seen. She's not even a main character. You, you said that like the first volume. You said I did. That. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I think I, so. I know. I know. Uh, no, I, I was. I was exclamation point, not question mark. Oh, oh, oh! I did. <laughs> I did. Um, and, I, and, I, and I still agree with that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. For what Kage was telling her, I think she made the appropriate uh, remarks, appropriate comments. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she she's the most uh, well known in the relationship, I guess. So. Mm. Right, totally, by now. Yeah, but for her, I guess I don't have to say uh, that much about her for now. But Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. She's she cute. Had a very I small have to say, she is cute. Uh, yeah. Though I, I, I have something <laughs> uh, to say about her friend, if we go to her friend for uh, a little... Oh yeah, she appeared very, 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 very briefly. Very, very briefly, but, but Be, still like between just... one of Like between two of the chapters. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- mm-hmm. I think it was after the cake-eating scene um, where she's just, like, uh, again, in the background, just peeking no, around think... the corner. No, it was she... the... no, it was the one where, where Kaguya touched Miyugi's lips. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was the lip scene. Sorry, she, you're right. She apparently yeah. saw that, which is pretty oh, yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, I have it. <laughs> it, it. It's just good the way, the way she looks, and she's like, oh, God, what have I, what have I witnessed here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Like, she was so fast, or something like that. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm very, very, very excited to see more of her. I just want to see more of her already. 
Yeah, I know. Like, I know you do. Cause I, I, at this I, I point, think... it's just like teasing and I, I'm tired of it. I love it because, well, I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be good. Let's just leave it at that, I guess. So here's another question about her is, is it, it's not, man, I guess you wouldn't say either way, but it's not one of those um, uh, red herrings are the right word or pulling the wool from my eyes where it's not actually the Kashiwaki's boyfriend she's interested in, but Kashiwaki herself. It's not one of those, it's not one of those things, is it? That's an interesting theory. I'm not going to respond. To it, but that's the only thing I'm, I'm going to say is that you can look forward to that character. She's she's fun. Yes. Oh, good. I do like fun characters. I love her. Very briefly, the headmaster. He only gave them two slices of cake. Uh, what a jerk! War criminal. Yeah. War criminal. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, an interesting thing about that scene is Ishigami says, "If only I had eaten both pieces of cake." At least that's what he says in the English translation. Yeah. I was like, wait, but if you just didn't eat the piece of cake, then there wouldn't be an issue, right? Unless they would have still done something like that, like forced cakes onto each other. It, like uh, as long as there was a, a, any cake in the room, they would have done it. Maybe was his thinking possibly? Maybe. I mean, to be fair, if you just go with it with like a, a normal human mind, you just be like, yeah, share it. Your your friends just. What what's the problem here? But we're not we're not talking about normal functioning human beings. We're talking about the student council. <laughs> true, yeah. true that. Anyway, but I agree that yes, he the the what is he this this headmaster? Yeah, he's a war yeah. criminal. Freaking only <laughs> yes. two slices of cake. What a jerk. Uh yeah yeah. I have two other characters written down here that are really really not barely, they're barely characters in this volume. They appear very slightly, and they, they do get names. They are Moeha and Toyomi Fujiwara, Chika's sisters. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't get any pers- personalities or anything, really. We just see their designs, and we get to learn their names. The faces of chaos itself. The evolution of Fujiwara. Exactly. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, stage one, stage two, stage three. <laughs> I, I really love the design on those characters. You can really see the family there, but it's... Mm-hmm. Yes. Just, just, just already uh, having seen those characters a bit, <laughs> chaos. <laughs> it's it's, it's be, chaos. It's beautiful. They're they're a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful uh, family. I guess that's it for the characters. We haven't really gotten much new characters this volume. Have we? Have we got any really new characters at all? Aside from like these little shows. Uh, Keishirogane became a character for real this volume. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> Just talked about her. I forgot her again. Well, <laughs> you, you see how long she is in that manga. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's right there on the cover. Yeah. Um, but yes, moving on to the comedy. What made us laugh the most this volume? The 180. We, we already mentioned the 180. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kaguya's. That, that, that thing was just so like, really did this assassin. I'm, 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 I'm going to stop you. I'm, I'm going to haunt your dreams too. Oh, my God. I love you. It's, yeah. It's, and, and how it's drawn. Really, this... The, this this one mm-hmm. depressing look where it's just like everything's dead in me too, like if the flowers are sprouting out of mouth like that that's just ah, uh. <laughs> that was one of the best ones really. I I think for me what made me laugh the most, um, besides, well I think what made me laugh the most most was Chika's card game and Ishigami's, just reaction to it it was hilarious for shame oh yeah. for sh- how could you live with yourself or something like that yeah 
And if I were you, I'd just go home now. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, he, he would too. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, and Chica, and Chica was hilarious at the whole thing. I think Chica and Ishigami were just on point every time they're on the screen. Screen. Every time they're in the chapter, <laughs> it's yeah. it, it, something hilarious. Especially Ishigami. Like he's had he had good moments, but he was just hilarious take after hilarious take. I love absolutely. It. Totally. Uh, one thing that I loved with you, this this uh, volume was uh, when they get the psychological questions, and it's the one where like you're outside like at night, and someone like taps you <laughs> yeah. on the shoulder, and he <laughs> he imagines you running from Kaguya, and she catches up to him, like and that that just the fear, like that, that's like something out of like the horror manga suddenly, really, <laughs> really. and then and like the, and like an adding onto that was the fact that Kaguya thought that meant that he likes her like, just, like there's so much that, so many so funny things about that little thing yeah. it, it, it was also good when, when, when he's like oh my god I'm in love with Kaguya I'm going home I think I have Stockholm Syndrome yes oh my god yeah <laughs> oh. it's just so good those, those many excuses why he gets why, why he goes home it's just <laughs> oh poor guy yeah also a bit comedic was uh at least for me, the, the the moment from like her complete planning and uh, complete uh, success of her uh, job of making uh, Miyuki act cold towards her to her breaking point of crying in the end and being all happy that he's not angry at her. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like the way it's portrayed where it's this cold heart to uh, her breaking down and crying where it's just like, oh my God, this, this is the saddest thing ever. How could he? While it's all yeah. her doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And at the end, she like just forgets her plan completely. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Ah, uh, that is great. I, I, I think great. my favorite Miyuki uh, comedic moment was when Kage grabs him, uh, you know, while she's sick, and they they're in the bed, and he's like, "Oh crap, I must show restraint. What's happening to me?" And then he immediately <laughs> falls asleep. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's sleep deprived. Like that, <laughs> such a great page turn. Such a great page. Oh. Yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was also just fun in general when uh, Kaguya wakes up and she just notices he, him just sleeping next to her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it's <sighs> also so good when uh, Kaguya is having her talk with Kashiwagi and they're having this heartfelt talk and it just cuts over to Yujigami calling her a bitch and shit. It's yes. <laughs> I love that chapter. Like the back and forth between those conversations is amazing. So funny. It was just the way, the way he lies there and just, just, it's just like shouting it out into the world like, God. <laughs> I also think yeah. it's hilarious is Kaguya how she basically tell in her mind she's telling Yuki to give up when, term, when it comes to Chika. You know, it's, it's futile. No matter what you do, you can't control chaos. And she, she just goes airheaded, you know. Oh, yes. Breathing oh, yeah. is fun. Just goes AFK, yeah. You know. Some, like, kind of Buddhism practice. I just think of delicious food. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing, breathing is fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's <is> amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the last, the last comedy bit that I wanted to bring up is the, well, the, the strawberry shortcake battle. And like yeah. just how insane that gets. Like we, we don't see them that crazy a lot of the time. Like that that's like some mad stuff. Uh, it's kind of like some sexual tension there. I mean, honestly, I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> nice. I guess that goes on into romantic 
maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with moving on to the romance. Yeah, that, that's really the perfect scene for it. We just talked about it, the cake scene again. Yes. Yeah, because the I think it's, it's, oh. it's romantic and it is comedic in a sense for me. Um, <laughs> their, their last attack, both of them, is a little story uh, why the other person should take the cake. And yeah. for Miyuki, it's a story about when uh, when he asks Kaguya what she uh, wants to have and yeah. or what, what her hobbies are and something like that or what she likes. And she says, uh, strawberry uh, cake. And mm. uh, for her again, that uh, Miyuki, uh, for Kaguya, uh, Miyuki n- never really celebrates his birthday. And so she has a reason to give him uh, the piece of cake. And both of them just say like, ah, oh, nah, I need to turn around, give me a second. They both yeah. just... <laughs> I gotta itch my nose. I gotta itch my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it's comedic good, but then again, just the way both of them look, like how flustered right. they are and yeah. how... Uh, like, it's, it's, it's those moments that I really like in, in, this, um, in this manga and channel where it's just like those two idiots getting, like, completely uh, taken uh, aback by raw emotion or something like that, I would call it. It's, mm. it's those little moments, but it's just so cute, like, seeing Kaguya blush and even, like, Miyuki, this, this stern boy, having this weird look of concern about being blown away by this, by this little girl there. It's, it's so cute in a way. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's sweet to, to see them care about them in that way. You know, they, they have that memory, like, they don't forget about that. So, you know, it's... Just kind of sweet yeah. to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's not this elaborate brand, but where like those little direct, yeah, those little direct punches you can call them, where it's just like, yeah, I'm not planning around this. I'm just telling you my feelings, and that is enough to like <laughs> let the other person recognize that this is something really nice, and uh, totally. that you fall in love with them more and more. It's yeah. It's nice to see like those when when they were not planning. It's really those moments when they're not planning and not doing something like this, that when, when those two really are the cutest, I think. Yeah, I mean, and th- this chapter is a great example of that. And, you know, yeah. it ends with them being this close to spoon-feeding each other simultaneously. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then Subject F. <laughs> <laughs> subject F comes into the room, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really do like, like love that love that scene. I think the two big romantic scenes for me, um, besides that one, were obviously the the cold when Kage has a cold and Yuki visits her, it gets, it gets pretty steamy there. Um, Definitely. You know, <laughs> when she invites him into, into his, into her bed. Uh, so, but, um, I, even more so than that, I think I like the, the apology scene after they're getting their whole love, love romance or their advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miyuki basically gets the courage to confess that he did touch her on the lips um, and then she returns that by touching him on the lips, and then uh-huh. they they have they kind of share that moment. It's either that or the bedroom scene that's the most romantic in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the bedroom scene, I love how Kaguya actually says "how cute" to Miyuki when she's yeah. lying there, and obviously, and it's such a different like situation from what Miyuki has always you know imagined in his head. Uh, mm-hmm. So it doesn't at all feel you know as you know like she's looking down on him mm-hmm. you know the way he's always feared. It's just this really, really sweet moment, and she's like, "How cute!" It's like, "Ah, oh, I love ah, oh, my heart." Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that that gets you in the feels and just mm. kind of the romance feels, if you will, in that that yeah. chapter. And how she really opens up to him as well when she's lying mm. there. Obviously, she's not yeah. aware of it, but you know, she opens up and talks about like you know, she apologizes for being somewhat you know the way she is, and we get a little bit of. Well, I think Miyuki might get have gotten a little bit of insight into into totally. 
her there. So now I, th I really, really like that. Yeah. But God, God damn, how could I forget about uh, how cute scene in, in, in the bed? God damn, th this is... <laughs> I remember when I first read this manga and I saw this scene. Uh, it's, it's hard to admit something like this, but this was one of the scenes where my heart almost skipped a beat because just like... Already in volume uh -huh. four, this is such a setup of like always this like oh how cute with uh, her uh, teasing uh, Miyuki always in Miyuki's mind, yeah. and then and then you uh, heard for the first time out of her mouth and it's this really innocent just wonderment she has towards him, right? Ah, oh, it's so ah, uh... it's, awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It's it's all... I I agree yeah. completely. Really, volume four is just great all around with the comedy with the fields and it's those little scenes here where they're getting closer just by little steps and mm -hmm. even in volume four having a callback like this how cute yeah it, it, it it's so easy to get you but then again it, this manga plays really good with those like little nods to itself right yeah yeah absolutely just by having this picture this picture of kaguya mocking him in mind and then having this it works it just works with the words of the great todd howard <laughs> yeah. Last week I said that volume three was the most, or it was very comedic heavy, and I thought it was the funniest volume yet. I mean, out of like three volumes, this this volume, <laughs> this volume I think was the most romantic, in a lot of ways, especially uh -huh. with Kaguya and Miyuki. Like, they their their relationship kind of moved forward in a way. I, I don't think it moved in volume three, so. I think this one was definitely the best, romantically speaking, and had a lot of good scenes in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember last last week when we talked, uh, we barely had any notes at all for, for Kaguya and Miyuki. We mm -hmm. talked mostly about about you and I, like you, Shigami, and I, Haizaka. <laughs> it sounds like we're, we talked about each other the whole time. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's good that I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Wait, I's here? Where? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, so confusing. Uh, but you know, I, 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 um, I, I agree. This one was definitely very romance. Like, did really did the romance really well? Mm -hmm. uh, like, the lip touching was very touching. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, it, it also plays well off against the heavier parts. Like, even if it's only short, with the um, the scripture on the wall that we talked about. It plays really off well against the romantic scene that's happening in the in the background. We're we're starting to like mm. have little trips of like, I, I don't want to call it like directly drama or something like that. That but more of like some serious topics or some more serious maybe issues or problems those characters face. Right. Um, we get to see a bit more of them while they have their uh, romantic stuff, and it's all uh, like with a lot of uh, things in this manga series. It's cool how both of those things get slowly introduced to the reader. And yeah, we're having a, just a, a great first, really, I would say, romantic story arc in a sense, with uh, several chapters of the uh, mm. rain and cold story. And uh -huh. added with that those new Hausha elements, I'd say. So it's cool just now finally see a bit more uh, yeah, story driven chapters than maybe in earlier yeah it's really getting off the ground here and i mean we're talking volume four but <laughs> but still. right yeah sure yeah but you know we um i mean we, we we loved the first three volumes as well it's just this is it's you know it's moving to a different phase kind of with this volume mm -hmm. and, and going forward and 
uh, I mean, in this volume, we saw Kage and Miyuki kind of, you know, have their first fight. You know, that that that's yeah. a part of, you know, any relationship, even though obviously they're not in a relationship right now. But um, it's a, it's a, I think that's a, you know, an important step. Totally. Good progression. So that was, that was definitely interesting. All right. Well, I think we may have said everything that we, we wanted to. Yes. A really good volume. And it really lets you uh, want to see more. Can't wait to to read on. And uh, thank you, Lucas, for joining us on this discussion. I'd love to have you on again. Yeah, thank you. It has been a pleasure, you two. And really, really thank you for having me. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, it was fun talking so much about this uh, manga. <laughs> Even I had to restrain my ultimate powers of uh, spoiler heaven. <laughs> <laughs> good. You, you did I'll, a good job with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll gladly do it for uh, such beautiful gentlemen as you two are. So... <laughs> Yeah, I hope to uh, do this again with you guys. And Absolutely. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll have you on again for the Volume 8 discussion, is the plan right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, and uh, thank you to anyone who listened. You can find more of James's stuff on Intensity on YouTube, where he covers different video game topics, uh, Let's Plays, and video essays sort of stuff. A lot of Nintendo stuff, but also other things. You can find me on YouTube and SoundCloud as Leon Morris, where I share all of the music that I compose and produce. Uh, The outro song that's probably tuning in right now is one of the songs that I've made. Thank you again for listening. Thank you, Lucas, for joining us. And see you all next time. Bye-bye. See you around. Bye. Bye.